0: My goal is to educate and inspire, and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to A Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 169 of A Sober Girls Guide podcast. 169 and feeling fine. On today's episode, I have, you may know her from TikTok, the sober mom, Tessa Lowe is here, and she is talking all things sobriety, motherhood, and how she has used online social media communities to build her sobriety and her recovery journey. This is such a fantastic story, so let's get into it. At A Sober Girl's Guide, we are all about accountability and action to help you make changes with your relationship to alcohol stick. Soberlink is a device and accountability system that uses tech and real life relationships to do just that. It allows you to share your sobriety in real time with loved ones that can cheer you on and offer you support along your journey. There is nothing like this out there. This unique remote alcohol monitoring system will help you thrive in recovery and stay connected with people who care. For $50 off and a free guide to gaining confidence in early recovery, visit www.soberlink.com backslash A-S-G-G. Hi, Tessa. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good. I'm better now that I'm talking to you, one of my favorite people on TikTok who I like repost all the time (laughs) because I'm like first of all let's just get it out in the open I love TikTok I don't care
2: oh my god I'm an elder
0: millennial I love TikTok get over it
2: (laughs) I know I know I resisted in the beginning as well but it really is just so fun and authentic and amazing so much you really do learn you really do. And it's crazy how we all kind of get put into these little vortexes. So Mm -hmm. whatever you end up watching and liking, it really kind of puts you into that box. Um, and I just think it's incredible because you get connected to some amazing like-minded people. Um, so it's really been amazing for me.
0: Um, speaking of box, what is on your algorithm personally on TikTok? What are, what are you getting fed?
2: <laughs> well, mostly sober talk because okay. I am yeah all over sober talk. But then I get yes. the occasional. My daughter hops on there. I should give her her own account. Uh, but I get the cat and the dog. <laughs> the oh dog yes, the and animals. then the Mormon. I don't know if you've seen like the Mormon mom talk. I've been like uh, this drama with yeah some some mom talk there's some drama in Utah. So now you're, it's probably going to pop up for you now that I mentioned it. (laughs) My like internet hub is like Mormons, bring it up, bring it up. Like show her
0: the Mormons. Um, that's so funny. I've never even heard of that. Yeah.
2: It'll come up now. I'm sure that I, okay.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you very much for that. Um, I think it's so funny. Like my feed for TikTok is like non-alcoholic beverages, obviously. Cause like I'm obsessed and like a lot of teenage boys, <laughs> <laughs> like it's hilarious. Like it's funny <laughs> stuff. Like, and that's obviously why, right? Cause I'm just right. like, Oh, this is hilarious. Like, this is good. Like what's next. I that, love it. And yeah. And like a lot of food. Yes. Like so yeah. much food. It's so it's delicious, but very difficult to watch. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Um, Tessa, I want to talk obviously more about TikTok because that, that is how you, you and I found each other. But I want to back it up a little bit. And I want to talk about Tessa before sobriety. What was BS Tessa like? Give us the down low.
2: Oh, my goodness. All right. So. Well, the first time I drank, I blacked out and I was 14, um, which now I have, I have a 10 and 12 year old and that Mm. just uh, each year, it just, that memory hits me harder and harder as my son approaches, um, that same age, because I was really just a baby. And now all the studies coming out, um, you know, I'm sure, you know, how damaging, any alcohol uses for, um, young teens and teens. And, um, but that really affects developing brains. And so I know Mm -hmm. at a very young age, I was set, um, you know, and, a because of that, I mean, I'm not going to say, there's so many different factors that, that lead into problematic drinking, but I do now know that that was a huge contributing factor, um, in, in my story. Um, and I like to speak about it because it's it's something, I don't know if you've read the book Addiction Inoculation, but that um, I just learned so much from that about drinking at a young age and any way, you know, to communicate to young adults that that if they can wait as long as possible for that developing brain to really get stronger um that is cuz it will inevitably, I know it'll happen with my kids. I know they're going to drink but sure. um I talk about it a lot with them. So yeah. Um then that actually kind of scared me. Nothing happened. Um it terrified me though and I did not have any more blackouts until later in college. Um mm-hmm. I kind of held it together. Um I I picked the, one of the number one party schools in America to go to LSU. Um, so that, yeah, that was very inten- an intentional pick on my yeah. end for sure. And, and took it very seriously. Um, I, um, purposely didn't have a car so that I could never be the driver, <laughs> just had all my friends drive me around. And I, um, after that I worked, um, I worked in restaurants for a year and then ended up, um, in the corporate world for uh, the next decade and um, was in an industry where it was, you know, happy hours, holiday parties, clients, events, like as long as you could hold it together for the clients. I mean, drinking, it, everything was surrounded around drinking. It was very just promoted and a thing that we did after work retreats. Um, and yeah, I, um I had a lot of things happen. I had my stomach, I had my stomach pumped. I had, you know, passed out at work events. Um, a lot of things happened, but nothing big enough to really scare me to say, like, I knew it was probably an issue, but nothing to say like that I would ever one day need to stop. um, in my twenties, I then, um, I got pregnant Got married and um, didn't was really able to hold it together during my pregnancies and when my children were young, mm-hmm. um, and then in my third early 30s, uh, I really I kind of hit this weird spot in my 30s where, you know, the mommy wine culture I got sucked into that, and then also just this feeling of being kind of broken and that I needed Mm. to be fixed. And so I spent a lot of time, probably about like five years thinking like something outside of me was going to fix me like yoga, this acupuncture, like it wasn't ever about the drinking. It was like something I need to do. Something's wrong and needs to be fixed. And so I would go do these, do all these things. And I was in therapy, um, doing all of this but still drinking and drinking heavily. And I would try, um, think, you know, maybe it is. And I, I tried like a little dry January, make it two weeks, do another 30 day challenge, make it, you know, another five days or something. Um, and so it really like, it was an issue, but not like the end all be all for me. I knew it was like part of something. It just was unsettling and, and not, I knew it wasn't great. Um, and then the pandemic hit and I took all of those like stockpiling toilet paper and wine also very seriously. And, yeah. and that's when it really, um, it really escalated for me during, mm. during the pandemic. And then that, so pandemic March, whenever that was, and yeah. I spent that next nine months, um, it went, it escalated very quickly and then ended, that. Um, so I'm a year and a half. So it ended December 27th, uh, 2020 is my sobriety date. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: When you mean it it escalated very quickly, what did that look like? Like what happened, what happened to your world when the pandemic hit, were you still in the corporate world or where where were you at?
2: I actually had, um, left the corporate world probably 5 years prior kind of when I started to do that soul searching and I had my own business at the time okay. um, and the kids you know were home homeschooling mm. that was hard the business was kind of it was uh food products so things started happening with you know supply chain all the things that you're still hearing about um things kind of started to go south Yeah, with that we're home all the time with you know husband, kids. It just kind of all cabin fever. Yeah, and I really reached to wine. I mean, wine. I had already been using wine to cope prior to that, but I really became my primary source of being and dealing with everything that was going on around me. Um, And I think I'm not alone in that. I know, Um, and that's where it can really get dangerous when you're using it for completely the wrong reason and and nothing actually happened there was no DUI there was no like major event i say i had a high bottom um in that way but for me everyone has their own pain tolerance and for me it was that it was there was daily drinking morning drinking um and and that's you know when i knew that it couldn't, you know, there's just no way that it can go on. And maybe I think if there was no pandemic, I still think I could have done very problematic drinking for many years. So in some ways I think the pandemic um, for me helped me to realize sooner what a problem it was. Definitely.
0: I I find that's very common actually. um, Out of the pandemic, it just like speeds everything up. Yes. Like, it's kind of contradictory because, essentially, you know, the pandemic was slowing everything down, right? Like everyone, businesses slowed down, if not ended or stopped. Uh, people were at home. People like were taking time to do just things that they haven't been doing because they've been running around ragged or on autopilot. Right. Um, but in that slowdown comes this actual kind of speed up like you come up to speed you learn so much more about yourself when you actually take that time to sit in yourself and sit with yourself yeah it's wild and it's It's, like it's not that much it's not that long of a time if we're if we're actually looking at the overall like our overall like lives or like lifespan what it's like when all is said and done maybe it's like two years if you got if you got if you did the work asap as soon as the pandemic started
2: right right no no but, you're right it did it just was this collective like trauma and awakening for so many people where it was just yeah. like we all had to just stop and say like what are we doing <laughs> like that? Yeah. and take a step back um so i feel lucky in that that i i was able to kind of figure it out sooner and not stay in that, I mean, that's exactly what it was. It was a cycle that I felt like I was stuck in and there was no way out. And I wanted to like all fall, I wanted out. I wanted, like, I wanted it so bad and couldn't figure out why I was so stuck. And I was listening. I mean, prior to that, I think I had read Quitlet prior to the pandemic, but then really started in like reading, listening to podcasts, like listening. And I just like, and I I hear this from other people too that just like want it, and that's how I felt like this. I want out, like I can't stop, and I right. like want this so bad. And I was in therapy, and my therapist kept threatening AA and saying like, <laughs> like. I like how you
0: use the word threatening AA. Yeah, <laughs> threatening.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's like what I mean most. Sadly, most doctors and most therapists, that's like the answer. Um, And that was my worst fear. Like you're basically her words were like, you're ruining it. Like you're not, you want to be able to like have a glass of champagne, right? Like when you are with Sunday brunch or something, you're kind of ruining it. Like you're not going to be able to do that. And that was my worst fear. That was my absolute worst fear that like, I would be never be able to get it again. And that was my mindset then that I was wrecking it.
0: Hmm. How did that mindset help you?
2: Oh my gosh. Not at all. And that's like, doesn't sound like it. That's a lie. And my therapist, I'm not saying like, she is incredible and has helped me through so many difficult things, but it's just that perception that most people have about alcohol, that it's something that we all desire and that should be able to have and relax and God have enjoy. And, and that's, that is until I was able to flip the narrative and say, this is actually not something that I need or want to have was yeah. when really like it kind of clicked. And that's when I was able to kind of release and say, it's going to be okay. Even though I had no idea what a sober life would look like or feel like sure. it was just like, it's that letting go to say, maybe I actually don't need this
0: it's so wild. And, I, and I'm not just saying this like about healthcare professionals, but everyone in general of how we pedestal and value alcohol, like it's some greater source like this. What the hell? Why? No. <laughs> right. It's and to hold onto that. it's so true. And it's like, to to hold, hold on to it, it to moderate, it. to be able to like right. moderate shit, basically.
2: Right to moderate this poison, and it's like, well, one day I might be on the beach in Hawaii and I want to enjoy a mai tai, and it's like, no, I actually never even liked mai tai. I wanted a whole bottle of white wine, and it's like that's even. But I would have in my mind, like I'm ruining it for when I like would have a mai tai, and it's like, no, I want a bottle of vodka. It's like it's been ruined. it's, It's it is ruined. Like it isn't great. No, it's not. That's not enjoyable. That's not like that much. It's like you ruin your vacation. So it's like, if you put it in perspective, it's like, it's just wild, but it's not, it's the lies. It's the marketing. I mean, I, when I first quit, that is um, like, I was mad at big alcohol, Mm -hmm. mad at all of the lies that we are fed and it is everywhere. It's people's perception. It's, it's ads. It's like from all of us from a very young age. And I think there is people are opening up their eyes to um, what they're being fed in general, just by marketing companies to say, wait a minute, this is like, this is not okay. And I I love that, but it's years for us that are in, you know, 30s and 40s, it's like that, those decades of lies that we've been fed. And it's like we all kind of have to step back, whether or not you have a problem with alcohol, it's like you got to step back and say, is this the truth? And kind of start questioning everything. Right. And is this the truth for me? Right. Yeah. I think it it comes down to
0: basically reevaluating our value system. Like, what do you value in your life? What is important to you and how do you go about acting on that and showing that in your life i think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023 say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies made with ashwagandha root l-theanine gaba chamomile flour and lemon balm these gluten free vegan non-gmo gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally and most importantly safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to VibeGummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E Gummies dot com. Right, right. What What do you value now? I mean, I, I assume that with, with a little, uh, a bit of sobriety, your values may have changed. Maybe there's been some clarity again, uh, throwing out assumptions here, please correct me.
2: (laughs) No, I think that is. And I think when I was stuck in my cycle, my values were very centered around me and Mm. my needs. And I think that is like my enjoyment And because it was so centered around alcohol, it was like something was being taken away from me. And again, I was reaching toward to it to like,
1: Mm. fix
2: something that was broken inside of me. And now that I'm free from alcohol, I realize that there is actually nothing outside of me that needs to be that I need to fix me inside of me. And Mm. like, now I just value the fact that I alcohol, my freedom from alcohol gave me that clarity to say, there is nothing, there's no amount. I mean, cause clearly like once we have an issue with alcohol, other things present themselves like shopping, yes. um, TikTok, like whatever you want to say, like there's nothing out there, the likes or whatever it is, none of that will fix what's going on. Inside of me, only I can like sit with that and be at peace with who I am as a person. And I feel I feel so incredible now because I just know that once I am at peace with that, I'm Mm. able to be more present with my kids and help other people where they might feel that brokenness um, that I felt because I feel like I'm now in a good spot Um, not that I'm cured, (laughs) of course, somehow
0: never really cured. That's not, that's not the mission of this game.
2: No, Uh... not not (laughs) but that is like, that's been the most incredible thing about this journey is that I just feel that like deep in my soul and that took a lot of work, but it's, it's Mm. attainable for really anyone.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, you've mentioned the word broken a couple of times. What do you think, where is that feeling coming from? Or what can you elaborate on, on that feeling of, of feeling broken? What, do, what does that mean for you?
2: Yeah. So I had some, tra- I had childhood trauma mm-hmm. um, and that was something that I hid and hid for myself until Mm. I was in my early thirties. I actually hid the memory and it resurfaced for me. Mm. And that's really when I started doing all of the work on myself and feeling like there was something. And again, it wasn't necessarily work on that in the beginning. It was kind of like just trying to fix whatever. So that Mm. any type of trauma, there's like, you probably read about like the big trauma and the little trauma, the little trauma can also add up to a feeling of not being good enough not um i never really felt like i fit in i felt like um just that i was not a whole like a whole person and that i needed to be fixed somehow um so that came at a very young age and that's kind of what led me in the very beginning to drink very heavily <laughs> in the beginning to feel like um i was being seen that um I was just, yeah, fitting in because I just felt so awkward. And I I think I continued to do that um, for the next decade, just that feeling of, yeah, not fitting in and feeling awkward.
0: Yeah. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com/asgg today to get ten percent off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com/asgg. I think we all, at some point, like I don't, I don't know anyone really who hasn't felt that weird, uncomfortable, like feeling at some point in their life, like. We all have to, not have to, but we all have experienced it. And I feel like when we do, it's just like, like we're the only one, like no one can relate to this, that this, these feelings and thoughts are exclusive to me. This is only happening to me. And it's just not true. And I love that you went there and you explained what that, what that feeling and what that meant to you, because anyone listening could be like, oh. That's exactly how I feel too. I am not alone. I'm not, this isn't the only, I'm not the only alien here feeling these thoughts and emotions.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, it it is. So it's, it really is. You do feel incredibly isolated and that's the crazy thing about alcohol is that it works in that way when we reach for it and worked for me for a long time to soothe that, Um, Like I didn't even really know that it was there. So it was continuing to push and suppress the real root of what is going on. And so it's this like temporary solution that continues to just push it down and push it down and push it down until Mm -hmm. literally I had a moment where I had a massive panic attack and my body said no more. It basically just Mm -hmm. came out of my body in this insane way where, um, and I've only had one panic attack in my life and that was it, but it, it came out of my body and I've been doing yoga recently to kind of work through continue to work through it, through it, because I think there's only so much talk therapy and different types of therapeutic methods you can do. And I've done all of them. I've tried EMDR. I've done all of the therapies I've done TMS. I've done like every single type, um, because again, that like feeling of just wanting to fix myself, um, for right. the long time. So, um, but until that is, acknowledge- I think at first just acknowledged, even if it's like, you're still drinking, but acknowledge that that is there. And that is the root of the pain. Yeah. I think once you can get that into your awareness and say, and see it and say, I feel it, I know it's there. Um, that's when I think I was able to really start working on it, but again, it took, you know, however many years, five years to figure it out, to finally get to the point where I am now, um, to say like, it's not working with alcohol. It's clearly not fixing anything.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing with alcohol. It never, it never really helps the the actual issue. You don't actually get through those uncomfortable feelings. You don't get to the other side. You no. it stunts everything. It, it if anything it is burying all like the true feelings, the true reasons. Like it's burying the truth, right? Essentially, um, yeah. and that, I th- that's why I it feels so painful. Like when you take that bandaid off of alcohol, that's why it feels so painful and so raw because it is. It, really it just, is. it really is like, there's no other explanation for it. It, it is because it is,
2: <laughs> it is, it is, and yeah. it's so hard and more people I think would say like enough, like, I'm not going to drink this toxic substance because sure. that's the thing it's working. And yeah. so, and it's addictive and it does all the things that we need it to do until it doesn't. And oh, it's a hell of a lot more comfortable. Oh yeah. Right. And right. Then-
0: like it's brave to, to <laughs> actually face this shit and these demons and like go through and get to the other side. And when you get to the other side, it's like, oh shit, this is not what I thought the other side was going to look like. And then, uh, you back, <laughs> and then you try and run um, back to like your safety. And then you realize oh, the door's closed. It's yeah. locked. Oh, so yeah. now you got to go on this like slide, which is like one of those tube slides, you know, at the park that are like, black and you're like I don't even know where this thing is going but here we are on this ride
2: (laughs) so true so true
0: but yeah stop drinking
2: get sober it's really good it's amazing it's amazing but it is true like you have to experience that like open wound that's what I felt really in total three to six months was that open wound and I knew because people would tell me like and I didn't believe them that sobriety was great I think especially I mean in that you know year prior, for sure, nine months prior, like sobriety did not, I, I wasn't in sober talk. I wasn't in the vortex. I did not see, I, I was listening to some things, but I didn't like really see the life for myself. Yeah, And it wasn't really until I joined a few support groups and started really imagining what it could look like. Then I realized like, this is a wound. This is it. But if I went back, I would just continue to open that same wound over and over again. And it It's I knew that it wasn't working, and so I had to try it. And really, it is that like time that it takes yeah. for that to heal, and it takes so much time and so much work. But then once you get on the other side, it's just I mean, it is incredible.
0: It is. <laughs> it definitely is. Tell me about uh, what support groups you. Um, joined or or what kind of worked for you in terms of uh
2: of getting sober? Like what methods did you use? What pathway yeah. did you go through? So um I did, I was, I was doing my therapy. I did yep. also I looked into hypnotherapy. I was gonna do hypnotherapy and then I did one session. Yeah. Before, but then I did um I ended up I don't so I don't know this is not something I would necessarily recommend to people, but I did do TMS prior. Okay to quitting. I was still drinking, which you're not supposed to do. Um, so I did, um, TMS, which is basically this magnetic therapy, um, that there's this thing that gets put on your head and it helps to develop, um, new pathways. And so what I do is I would do these sessions and it's, it's approved for depression. It helps with anxiety. So I had that panic attack And, um, you have to kind of like prove that other, uh, medications don't work and then they'll approve this therapy. So you go in every day and you, for about like 10 minutes, it's like magnetic thing, basically like, um, shakes up your brain. So you develop new pathways. And so it's, it's a FDA approved for depression and anxiety, but I believe that it also helped me to build new neural pathways to, um, to, not drinking, honestly, because I was Whoa. intensely, I know this is like weird. And again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist, but I am. <laughs> done, no, like, I mean, things. I love to hear what works for um, you know, different and,
0: strokes for different folks. Like
2: this, right, is, this and, is the point. Right. And I, I honestly, um, and there are some studies that say, yes, it helps. I think that I, um, again, didn't disclose, the amount that I was drinking. And I would, um, I, I did when I was doing the sessions, I was really trying to cut back, but I was still drinking, which is not something you're supposed to be doing. And I, um, and so I would go to these sessions and then afterwards I would, um, go and do some type of, um, like I would listen to a, Uh, not drinking podcasts. I would do like a guided meditation and like like, YouTube videos. Um, And so I am very, I believe that problematic drinking is a habit that can be unlearned. And that was just in my head that I, I could unlearn this. I think of it like a ski slope. And so I had this really deep ski slope that I had dug for decades of this very problematic drinking that I was doing to cope and deal with life. And so I was building this new slope and this old slope was still going to be there. And it was really deep, but that I could build this new pathway towards this better life. And so that's Mm. like what I had in my mind. Um, And so that was, um, I think that was a few, a month or two session of that. And then I joined another um, group therapy um and then um does I, I had not joined any sobriety groups um prior Christmas um the d- Christmas night I had um overdid it the next morning woke up drank peanut butter whiskey which I never drank peanut butter whiskey and just said wow. that enough is enough and I just said that's done. And so then I had joined um I joined Recovery Cafe RE Recovery Elevator for like a week. I was searching, I did. A few different groups. I think I joined an AA meeting, um, and then I found Sober Mom Squad after that, and that's what helped me stay. Yeah, in my mindset that that was it. Enough was enough, and um, continued a lot of therapy. Um yeah so that that is but I do I do believe um and again I don't know if this is like medically proven but I do believe that TMS really helped me to build that new pathway into an alcohol free.
1: When you change your relationship with alcohol you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skin care is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self care. With over 27 years of seaweed infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty free, and climate neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off.
0: That's so cool. I've never had anyone experience that before. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: And I did it. I, I did a follow-up session. Um, and it, it's, um, it's not pain. It's like these little magnets in your head. And it, it yeah. I think I have a tough skull. I have very thick hair. So I think it like, it didn't hurt me, but I know it can be painful for, for some people because yeah. it's like magnetic shock in your head. It's really weird. Um, but again, I wasn't going to do a, there was no way I was going to any type of rehab. Like I, yeah was not, I was determined to change my relationship with alcohol and I was not going to call myself an alcoholic. I was just going to like figure this out. And, um, again, it's not something like now looking back, it's like, well, I hear about like these amazing rehabs that I'm like, oh, maybe that would have been nice just to like go away. I'm like, nice, a nice vacation what? would have been nice. Jesus. <laughs> Why didn't I just do that? Um, but that was, that was my journey. And I, um, yeah, and it's still things It's still something that I work on to say like, okay, this is, our brains are incredible and they, Mm-hmm. We like it's just the amount of research that's coming out now to say like the ways we can change and improve and build these different pathways. I'm just like I'm very passionate about it, and I listen and read about it all of, all of the time because I know it's something that I did for myself. And yeah, um, yeah, I just think it's incredible. It, we really are incredible. Like yeah. our
0: bodies, our minds, even like the science behind everything. It's really unbelievable. It is. And like, it scary. kind of blows my mind what we're, well, what we're capable of and like not only, only us and our brains, but like what our bodies are and how they regenerate and how they can heal themselves and change and switch and like change form and shape. And we have all these muscles and everything is helping and Working as a cohesive unit, if you allow it to. So how do you identify now? I know before you didn't want to be labeled as an alcoholic, but how would you today identify in terms of uh, your relationship
2: to alcohol? You know, I, I do sometimes attend AA meetings just because I have friends that are in there. And if it, if it helps other people, I just say, yeah, call me an alcoholic, because I, I think if it helps, um, you know, someone else relate to me, that's, that's the most important thing for me. If somebody else identifies and says like, she's an alcoholic, look at her, she did this. I would like you to call me an alcoholic (laughs) because it's not just something that I, I think, um, necessarily, I, yeah, I'm kind of like not against it, but I don't, I just label myself. I think I was more of a gray area drinker, maybe yeah. on the heavier side because I was drinking in the, in the mornings, but I, um, yeah, I'm living an alcohol-free life. I, I'm a sober mom and yeah, all of the things. So, okay. Let me rephrase that
0: question then. How, how do you identify in a way that helps you? I hear, you know, if you want to call me an alcoholic and that helps you, that's great. But what helps you?
2: So God, that's a really good question. For me, it really helps me to say I was a problematic drinker and I am now alcohol free. And then I was stuck in that cycle and it was a toxic substance and I freed myself from that very hard cycle. Awesome.
0: I love it. Thank you. So how did this then translate to TikTok? What, what got you inspired to make TikToks about this?
2: So, so we talked a little bit in the beginning about the little vortex and I, I had posted, I mean, I had another account actually, that was basically a wine mom account with me posting about wine that I deleted. I think I had like 6,000 followers, like just dumb, stupid stuff. So I deleted that. And then I, I put myself after I decided that I enough was enough. I quit. I put myself into the sober vortex, I think on like day 15, Um, basically just went into the vortex and decided like, I'm just going to start posting and pretending like I like put some tips out there and like whatever felt like. I was just throwing it all out there. Like what I was feeling, how I was doing and just thinking like the people that would find it would be sober people or people wanting to get sober and that nobody, I was a public account, but I literally was like, nobody's going to see this because it's just, I'm only posting like sober mom, sober, whatever. And we actually really, there's only a few people I think recently that were like, Oh, I saw you're on like something. And It pops up occasionally, but unless you're living an alcohol free life or like somehow, I mean, TikTok also pushes out my content to people that are like, wait, why did I get this? Do I have a problem? Which is like, so TikTok might push it out if they like, you know, figure out through the algorithm that you do have an issue with alcohol, you might get it. Your
0: Postmates order involved way too much alcohol this week. Uh, We're going (laughs) to throw up some sober mom shit. Here you go. That would be so great to like, if we could use social media for good, it,
2: uh, I mean, it's not saying that everyone needs to change their relationship with alcohol. We're not here to convert, but it does. And people will send, they'll be like, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but people will end up, people will send a loved one, my post, and comment like at and then people yeah. will say, I don't have a problem. Why did you send me this? I don't have a problem. You have a problem. And then they'll like tag like their dad and be like, no. Dad, did this. And there'll be like a full-on fight in my TikTok about full-on like, family somebody, drama. Like an intervention with like a whole family. And I'm just like, <laughs> but I guess it starts the conversation to say, like, hey, look yeah. at this. Look at these warning. Like, this is happening in our life. And I'm gonna tag my best friend and say, like, sure, hey, like if that's how they want to use it. I mean, I, I think it's incredible the reach and the ways that, um, these posts are seen and taken and that people, um, you know, that's, that's the point is to have, um, you know, the message get out there that maybe somebody didn't think of something, um, that, yeah. So that's why I love doing it. It wasn't in the beginning, it was more just like for me and to get it out there and, and like, um, it was, I don't journal. I don't, I don't really do any of that. It was like this expression that I felt I was high on the pink cloud and just felt like putting it out into the world. And then I kind of stopped for a little bit, um, you know, because that pink cloud kind of dropped. And so I think I took a break and then, um, last summer I got, I got back into it, um, and felt more grounded in posting like authentic content. And, and now I've just, I've been loving it. It's been incredible. It's so fun to watch. And your TikToks are so funny because
0: they're so true. They're so relatable. Oh, it's like you're literally saying what is on everyone's mind. It's like, oh, my God. Yes. You're so sweet. She Thank got you. it. She
2: nailed it. That's <laughs> what I hope. I hope. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. that's the goal is to make it relatable. And that it I mean, I do I post things, but I try and make it relatable to people that might just be in that problematic phase to say like, yeah. you, you don't necessarily, you can start changing your relationship because I do think it, moderation might be possible for some people out there, but just even if people still drink and are on sober talk, it's like questioning your relationship and starting to make the change. And maybe one yeah. day you explore an alcohol free life, and maybe you do it for a while, or maybe you go back. It's like, That's, that's my hope is to reach more than just the people that are, you know, need to abstain 100%. I hope it can be accessible to more people.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I, and I agree with you, like, you know, this sobriety is, well, I see it as more of a, of a spectrum, right? There, there are gray areas, you know, there's, it's not just black and white, it's multiple levels of gray and. You know, we, we have to I, I build that awareness and have that understanding to even like reach people that might need help or who don't even know they need help. And they're like, oh, wait, I do that. Right. Maybe, maybe alcohol might be, you know, adding to my depression or adding to my anxiety or like triggering, you know, these other mental health issues that I haven't even like alcohol hasn't even come into my awareness. That right. like that this could this could be um, you know a, a trigger or making it worse. Right. So it's so, it's all a learning. Like I said, TikTok, you can learn a lot. You, you know, can learn not, not so, just a
2: couple of recipes. You can learn a lot. You really yeah. can. And people the sober talk really is a community of people and incredible people that I've met that are so supportive. Like you will not find a more supportive group of like, you just, if you post your day count or whatever on there, you will get like, people just come at you and want to give you, it feels like a big warm hug. And of course there's some people on there that are, you know, there's trolls everywhere, but for the most part, I mean, it's incredible.
0: It it really is. It's, it's really nice to have this kind of this community that just comes together because they have know they've been there, right? Like they've, they've had those days, they've had those day ones or those multiple day ones that we've right. all have, you know, it, it's nice to know that you're not
2: alone. Yeah. And there's people, there's ways to get support. That's an incredible thing. I mean, I wouldn't say TikTok is like, could be like a primary source of support, but I think, you know, we can get, we need support in recovery and any way that you can get that, like through, you know, a meeting or one sober friend, or even through two, I think you can still get a lot from that. Um, just feeling like you said, like that you're not alone and that, um, you know, there's a group of like-minded people. That's very important, um, in maintaining an alcohol-free life. So, I think any ways that we can get that is amazing. And it doesn't have to look like one way, like sitting in a meeting with bad coffee or, you know, like whatever, I mean, whatever works for whoever, however, whatever works for, you know, people is fine. But I just think there's, there's different ways to get support. Absolutely.
0: I couldn't agree more. Okay. Tessa, I got a couple more questions for you. First question. What is your favorite non-alcoholic beverage at the moment? what's I, your go-to right now for summer we're coming into summer
2: summer so um I'm a huge fan of poppy oh okay biotic um yeah that and I'm I'm also diet coke it's so embarrassing <laughs> the worst addiction to diet coke that, that, was that my is friend. my
0: guilty pleasure too oh
2: the worst
0: it's nothing like and like but it has to be the diet coke minis yeah oh, but then gosh. I drink like three that's the bad part <laughs> <Am I?
2: laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs> That's hilarious. I do like the minis because they're like, they get stay more bubbly, but I drink too many of them. And they're just cute. I mean, mini anything is my favorite. It's I know. I'm glad I've
0: forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Second question. If you were having a dinner party, who would you invite that was sober? So like any sober celebrities dead
2: alive what sober people would you invite oh, to a party I would I would definitely invite Russell Brand I mean Ooh, his, okay his, he um yeah he's incredible um Gabor Mate yeah uh, I don't know if I said that right Yep, he's really a celeb well I think he's a celeb I think like any person that's written like lit, like Holly Whitaker, like all of those people, yep. in one room would be incredible. Just um, that would be amazing. Those are celebrities to me. Like anyone, um, like you, anyone in the community that would like be able to come together, that would be an incredible dinner for sure. Yeah, that would be a intense dinner. It would be <laughs> back and like my face. I would just be smiling and listening to all like, the crazy. Whoa. Yes, that's awesome. Uh, last question Who
0: is your sober celebrity crush?
2: Oh my god, my sober celebrity crush. Yes, it might be Russell (laughs) Branch.
0: Really? (laughs) He's so so weird. (laughs) He is interesting, he's an interesting dude. I get yes. I get like total mixed reactions from him. It's like you either want to punch him in the throat or <laughs> like you're obsessed with
2: him. There's no middle ground. No middle. I like no. the weirdness and like I can't understand him because I listen to things on like 1.52. So like half the time. Oh I- my god! <laughs> Squirrel mode. I <laughs> like half the time can't even
0: understand what I'm listening to, but I love him. That's oh. hilarious. Okay, Russell Brand. It is. I love it uh, Tessa, where can we find
2: you and follow you on the world wide web? Uh, tick I mean, okay. that's my, pre- I sometimes try and repost, but not. Yeah. That's where I'm at. I don't know if you can message. You can always message me through Instagram because I don't think you can actually message on, um, on, on tick And then I have a, um, there's a free app called lived that I am a recovery guide on. So you can listen to other people in the recovery community. Um, I can send you the link for it, but it's um it's okay. an incredible app with tons of different people. Um I think uh sober powered is on there, people that do courses. Um, so I'm also on there. Uh and yeah, that's it. What's your what's your TikTok handle? So people can it's quality. just my name. It's just my name, Tessa R Lowe. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Tessa,
0: thank you so, so much for your time and your experience and your knowledge. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you. Thanks for doing this. You're amazing. How awesome is Tessa. As always, thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to rate, subscribe, and leave your feedback about the podcast. We love to hear your comments. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at A Sober Girls Guide, And don't forget to head over to asobergirlsguide.com. We have you locked, stocked, and loaded for any stage in your booze-free journey. We got your back, girl. From programs, from worksheets to do-it-yourself challenges, we are here to support you at every step of the way. Head to asobergirlsguide.com. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.